Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We've had a really great summer talking about What the Eyes Don't See, the book by Dr. Mona Hanna-Atisha as part of the WDET Book Club. And we are going to continue that discussion this Thursday at the Ferndale Library at 6 p.m. WDET's Book Club Library event will take place uh, there in Ferndale as we have done in uh, several other communities around the, the metro area. You're going to want to join us because uh, we're going to be joined by ACLU investigative reporter Kurt Guyette and Oakland County Water Commissioner Jim Nash. As I said, we've had a really great summer of discussion around the Flint water crisis and environmental justice and infrastructure and all kinds of issues that come out of Dr. Monahanna Atisha's book. It would be great if you joined us on this Thursday, August 22nd at 6 p.m. All right, up first today, Ferndale Mayor Dave Coulter was named interim Oakland County executive following the death of L. Brooks Patterson two weeks ago. But this was not a smooth transition. There were lots of political wrangling and some intrigue, and at times it verged on chaos. Not exactly the image that Brooks tried for so long to portray about Oakland County. So what's the future of our second largest and by far the wealthiest county here in Michigan after all of this? We're going to have Dave Coulter on the program tomorrow to hear what his plans are for his new post. But today we want to recap what has been going on in Oakland and look to the future with Chad Livengood, who is a senior editor at Crane's Detroit Business. Chad, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. All right. So walk us through what is going on over the last couple of weeks. I think when you think of Oakland County, uh, you think of stability and you think of predictability. A lot of that had to do with Brooks Patterson, the kind of leadership he provided for Oakland for a very long time. Whether you liked Brooks or didn't like him, uh, I think you had to respect the way that things unfolded there. He also had an incredible influence over the political infrastructure in the county. And I think a lot of the squabbles that you see in some other places didn't take place because Brooks had so much of the power himself. Take him out of the equation, it seems, and uh, it's a different picture. Well, to sort of see how things um, transpired, you got to kind of step back to the last election when uh, the Democrats uh, in the the females uh, voter surge in Oakland County that uh, you know propelled uh, Gretchen Whitmer uh, to a big victory there and other Democrats like Alyssa Slotkin um, and uh, and others other state house and state legislative legislative seats then the county commission suddenly flipped as well and was 11-10 Democratic majority for the first time in Brooks's tenure mm-hmm. and, and basically the writing was on the wall uh, that whenever Brooks left um, because at the time, you know, people were wondering whether he was going to try to resign. Uh, there was a talk last fall after the election that Brooks ought to just try to resign and let the Republican County Commission appoint a successor so that um, it stays in Republican control. Um, maybe in hindsight that would have been a good idea, but Brooks Patterson was not entertaining that idea. Um, and he was very much still in control of his own ship um, in, uh, up until his final weeks. Um, and then in March, things change when he announces that he's got um, uh, uh, pancreatic cancer and it's advanced and he's going into a pretty you know um, serious che- uh, chemotherapy uh, treatment. People started to realize that, you know, Brooks Patterson may not make it, uh, may not survive. That pancreatic cancer takes people 
pretty quickly from uh, in, in, when when it hits and spreads. And so, you know, Democrats seemingly started trying to starting to try to navigate a path to, to where they would take over the county executive's office uh, before the election next year, uh, and that um, that effort, that you know, sort of scheme was was led by Dave Woodward, the uh, chairman of the of the county commission, and and Woodward had kind of plotted out a path for himself. Um, at the same time, you got um, a, a, com- a competitor in the mix, Andy Meisner, the, the county treasurer, who also had you know already declared himself a candidate for the for the seat and. And uh, whether it was going to be Brooks or or some other Republican, he wanted to uh, to face off for it. So then you had just this, you know, this different stew of basically backroom politics that was taking place to try to basically get the votes necessary. And then you had this, you know, um, uh, procedural step where Dave Woodward had to resign himself from the from the board in order to make himself a candidate. Uh, and I think that's where it got a little messy in the last couple of weeks. All all the while, uh, Brooks Patterson wasn't even buried yet while they were, you know, um, trying to carry out carry out this um, uh, this takeover of, of county government. Yeah. Um- uh, so there are some legal challenges that I think we're going to see come out of this. Talk about what those look like. Yeah, so the, there's going to be some type of challenge about one one about Woodward's resignation uh, and whether uh, he could rescind it. Um, that was our, the Republicans were already challenging that, and then then, then just the appointment. Obviously, they wanted to have a caretaker um, type. Uh, they wanted Jerry Poisson, Brooks's longtime deputy, just to serve out the rest of the term. Um, my my uh, managing editor Mike Lee wrote a column this week for Cranes, kind of saying what they should have done was just go out and find an Oakland, a retired Oakland County businessman, hmm. someone moderate down the middle, and 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 and, and you know. There's probably a few of them that are retired in in in, uh, in Birmingham or something, and, and get that person to basically just basically be the caretaker um, and not uh, not uh, subject this to 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 a you know the partisan rancor that played out because um, Dave Coulter is still you know polarizing figure to a mm-hmm. lot of people. He was a four term county commissioner. Um, he's been a longtime opponent uh, of Brooks Patterson in many ways. Been the mayor of Ferndale for for uh, eight years now, and so. Um, he he's he's going to be. I mean, Brooks's deputies were you know, Jerry Poisson and Phil Bertolini uh, and Bob Datto and and Lori Van Pelt. They were already making it clear on Friday that they were going to be resigning uh, pretty quickly. Mm. Um, talk about this power struggle between Dave Woodward, who was the chair of the Oakland County Commission, and and may maybe again, uh, and Andy Meisner, who's the treasurer there in in Oakland, I, I feel like these are the two polls that uh, that Democrats have to kind of choose between, even as Dave Coulter now steps into the role uh, in an interim basis. Yeah, I mean, um, Meisner has been kind of um, plotting this himself, uh, trying trying to be sort of be uh, the Democratic heir apparent uh, to be you know, that he's an established countywide uh, elected official. Uh, he's got uh, you know some name recognition in the in the market. Um, um, although Woodward is a pretty good name to have if you're if you're running for uh, a, a countywide executive in in Oakland County and 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 there you know clearly has been uh, they've been in two camps for quite a long time now um, both these gentlemen have kind of been on this collision course um, and so this was obviously and then and then he decided to make the move that he was not going to actually 
apply for the job that he wants to just uh, get it the old-fashioned way you know in the election next run year, for it right? run for it in a primary and and have a you know spirited debate that way rather than and 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 you know clearly he's going to also if 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 Woodward um, gets back on the board and uh, legally, and if Woodward decides to run for the seat himself, um, he's going uh, he's going to be able to try to use this against Woodward in, in a primary next year to say that you know Woodward tried to engineer you know a backroom coup um, uh, to to take over take over county government, and I'm just going to I'm I'm the clean and. Um, uh, you know, I, I didn't participate in that in that dirty politics. Like you can already sort of see the uh, the mailers coming to a you know a mailbox near you in, in Pontiac. <laughs> uh, this is Detroit today on one zero one nine WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Chad Livengood. He's the senior editor at Crane's Detroit Business. We're talking about the political shenanigans that have unfolded in Oakland County over the last few weeks in the wake of the death of L. Brooks Patterson, that county's longtime executive. Uh, we do have an interim uh, executive appointed, Dave Coulter, the former mayor of Ferndale, is going to at least hold that post until next year when there can be an election for that job. Uh, meanwhile, you've got two other folks, Dave Woodward, who is the chair of the Oakland County Commission, and Andy Meisner, who is the the county's treasurer, uh, who both have said that they would like the job. Uh, and there was a lot of uh, wrangling that unfolded over the last few weeks to try to get Dave Woodward into that seat. It didn't work out. Uh, but what does this tell us about Oakland County? What does this tell us about politics in Oakland County? What does it tell us about power in Oakland County? And what does it tell us about the future of governance there? Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 313 577 1019 is the number. What's your reaction to all of this jockeying that has gone down over the last couple of weeks in terms of replacing L. Brooks Patterson? Uh, do you think the county is headed for better leadership going forward? Or are you concerned about what all this signals for the county? We especially want to hear from our listeners out there in Oakland County. What do you think of all of this? Uh, are you looking forward to the idea of an Oakland County that is not under the leadership of L. Brooks Patterson? Or are you worried about what the future might look like without the longtime executive in place? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, Chad, before we get to callers, um, I want to talk about the, the governance of Oakland County and how it might change now that L. Brooks Patterson is gone. This is someone who made his reputation on the idea that this was a very business-friendly county, that this was a county that uh, built up a lot of wealth over time. Uh, at the same time, if you look at some of the more urban places in, in Oakland County, um, they have they have struggled a little bit uh, uh, under, under Brooks, and there are lots of problems that some people see uh, as unaddressed uh, so far. Is Oakland County, because of this demographic change, because of the absence of Brooks, headed for a really different direction than we've seen uh, in the past? Or, uh, or are the people who would say, hey, this is a good county, it's a well-run county, we ought to not rock the boat, are they going to win? Well, the, the people that whoever gets on the job is going to have to look around and look at the assets and why would you want to like mess with Automation Alley and some of the um, you know core 
uh, parts of the economy that that uh, drive um, uh, Oakland County. At the same time, there's part part uh, partly an isolationist um, aspect of Oakland County uh, as it relates to the rest of the region. Uh, that Brooks Patterson had had arguably increasingly um, become in the last several years. I mean, Brooks Patterson was one of the biggest advocates for regional transit before Brooks Cat- Patterson was not one of the biggest advocates <laughs> right. of regional transit. I mean, he he wanted the bill. Um, they, there was a bill, as you might recall, that passed uh, in the, in the uh, final lame duck of, of John Engler's term in, uh, as governor in 2002. And on, on his way out the door, John Engler famously vetoed the bill uh, only in um, because of a dispute with Detroit over the over the school board and his his attempt to take over the school board did he did he uh, deep six this bill that Brooks Patterson worked very hard to try to to get because Brooks Patterson saw the um, uh, the flaws in the smart bus system and having these competing bus systems between smart and DDOT and and wanted to correct them uh, through legislation it took uh, then. 12 years before they passed another regional transit authority bill, which Brooks Patterson also basically authored. Um, and that, that gave way to the 2016 vote, which then Brooks Patterson started to, to, to pull back. And, uh, and he, uh, you know, for, for a variety of reasons, mostly because of politics, because, because his constituents of his uh, in certain affluent uh, suburbs of Oakland County did not want to be, um, uh, shouldering a tax burden uh, that they th- they didn't think they would u- be utilizing or would benefit them in any way, uh, and Brooks Patterson, you know, sort of barely let that thing go on the ballot, and then it just barely lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've just sort of seen it, this issue transpire and and, da- and you know and um, and go you know go downhill ever since. Um, I think the next leader of Oakland County, Republican or Democrat, will probably be faced with sort of a a decision to make whether they want to continue the sort of economic isolationism um, policy of, of Brooks Patterson um, or try to work towards more regional um, cooperation and governance. Um, and because you know, sources, re- revenue sources are becoming increasingly scarce um, and, and, and there's the reality staring down a lot of these little municipalities uh, in Oakland County, particularly, um, that they cannot just uh, rely on their ever-growing wealth of property value uh, in order to survive. Mm. Uh, Brooks always said that he was all in on regional cooperation so long as it didn't hurt Oakland County. Uh, but that was always sort of a proxy for, I think, standing aside when the real challenge of cooperation, which is doing things that help the region and maybe set you back a little bit uh, or in a temporary way uh, as an individual. Do you think that will change now? Do you think that that Oakland will have to work more with Wayne and Macomb than it did? Well, um, one of the the realities that Brooks kind of ignored and, and the next leader will have to listen to is, is where people want to live and where people want to work and play. And, and, and there was there has been this movement back to Detroit that that really uh, you know upset the the uh, apple cart that's been sort of built you know look just think about the sort of small cities you see on the on the interstate in Southfield and and Troy and Farmington Hills um, that were sort of built out of of hollowing out of Detroit and so the next county executive of Oakland County is going to have to uh, accommodate for that there already was really a movement in there in in, in that you see these cities trying to build 
little town centers to try to basically attract and make make it look like it's not something that was just built out of a farm field in 1945. Um, and, but, um, but, you know, there, that is inherently um, part of the story of Metro Detroit. And, and so, um, yeah, I think the next county executive is going to have to uh, really uh, strike a different um, um, look at this uh, as it relates to long term, where do people want to live uh, and how do you retain people and, and also ultimately grow uh, the population? Because, I mean, this this uh, this region as a whole has not grown uh, population overall in 30 years. Mm. And, and that is a reality uh, that we have to eventually come to terms with because we've built in a massive amount of infrastructure around um, around these people living in, in far-flung suburbs uh, and some people living uh, in tucked away in, in corners of Detroit. And, and, and there's just there's an amazing amount of infrastructure that has to be supported and, and there has to be some long-term thought about how we how we actually uh, sustain that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to keep Chad Livingood, who's senior editor at Crane's Detroit Business, and we're going to change topics a little, talk about the start of the school year. Are your kids back in school already? Uh, isn't there a law on the books that says that shouldn't happen until after Labor Day? We're going to get to the bottom of what's going on with that law and whether maybe we ought to just repeal it next. Uh, also, come back tomorrow for sure to hear from Dave Coulter himself, the new Oakland County executive who will serve at least until the next election. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.